Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Today's episode is very unique. I had the opportunity last week to sit down with Andrew Johnson of Goody Foods. Goody Foods is a canned goods brand that has vegetables and beans, and it is a family-owned and a black-owned business. Now, Andrew and I were live last week on Instagram, and not only did we record the live, but we also recorded for the podcast. So the end of the episode today will stop before the end of the conversation. So you'll just click the link in my bio to hear the rest of it on Instagram. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Andrew. You guys are experiencing a live taping of the Color of Influence podcast with Pretty Foods. And Andrew had the great idea to not only record the podcast, but to also go live, which... I think it's such a cool idea. I mean, I'm mad that I didn't think of it, but I'm glad <laughs> that we're doing it. So welcome, everybody. Um, we will try to monitor our both of our live feeds from TikTok and from Instagram. So if you guys have questions, throw it out there um, and we will answer them as we go. But welcome to the Color of Influence podcast. We have Andrew, who is here from Goody to tell us all about this amazing company. Andrew, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the company, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yes, definitely. Thank, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, so we're a family-owned business, uh, been around since 2003 now. And so I think there's a little bit of feedback here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's from um, Instagram. Okay. So yeah, family-owned business. Uh, been around almost 20 years now. So, so how did this come about? So <clears throat> without boring you, um, I mean, long story, very long. Uh, so my father started this company in 2003 after working about 35 years in the pharmaceutical industry. Okay. So, you know, he was actually responsible for bringing Insure and Pedialyte to the market. Wow. Um, early 90s. Yeah. So he worked for Abbott Labs, uh, one of the you know major pharmaceutical companies in the country. Okay. And from there, um, did about 35 years and at a certain point, he said, you know, I, I want to start my own business. Um, and if you ask him, uh, rest in peace, my father passed in this past July, okay. uh, two, two months ago. So um, you can imagine it's been a very uh, tough transition over here. But, uh, yeah. you know, he wanted us to maintain and, and continue uh, as we are. And so, you know, basically what happened was is in 2003, he won a government contract to supply all of the WIC centers around the country. So um, through the USDA. Mm -hmm. And so in Chicago specifically, there's a 
there's a, it, across the country, there's food deserts, but in Chicago specifically in the South side and West side, um, there's a huge gap of just healthy available options, grocery stores. And so what they did is the USDA came in and said, look, we're gonna put these WIC centers, women and infant children, grocery stores um, around these food deserts so people can have healthy options. Uh, and so if you're, uh, you know, women um, with a child under the age of five, you're eligible to participate in the WIC program. And so you can go to these grocery stores and it's everything's WIC approved. So you don't have to think twice about it as opposed to going to a traditional retail. Uh, you know, if you're on WIC or SNAP, you know that 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 struggle, because sometimes you got to look for the signs. You got to see what's WIC approved. So it kind of just made it easy. Everything is WIC approved. So we were supplying, you know, starting off um, fresh produce. We were doing frozen cereals, baby food, anything, you know, you can imagine if you went to your local Walmart, we were supplying the whole grocery store. So okay. uh, as you can imagine, we called it the golden age for, for uh, our company because um, mm -hmm. it wasn't much to do as far as marketing, you know, uh, especially when you, went, when you win those government contracts. Right. Um, and you know, unfortunately, um, we are the first Black-owned food brand to be approved uh, by the USDA for WIC. Wow. And so that's kind of how we made our mark in the food industry yeah. um, over the last, you know, 20 years. And essentially what happened from there, we supplied uh, the WIC centers, about 25 stores over, you know, four or five years. And at a certain point around 2008, um, my dad said, hey, let's start our own brand. You know, we're supplying all these folks. It's been consistent. Clearly, you know, we've, we've been able to build our reputation up as reliable suppliers. And so, you know, like that's number one, um, you know, as far as being in the grocery store, uh, I can tell you, I don't know any folks out here trying to start their own business or get into the food industry. Um, the number one uh, issue the grocery buyer will have even even over not selling just low sales is being out of stock. So being a reliable supplier and being even if it's sitting there, you'd rather have right. your product at least sitting there on the shelf than not selling. So um, my dad said, hey, let's start our let's start our brand, Good Foods. And we were able to find a, uh, a really, really nice partner um, of farmers here in the Midwest region. Uh, so we use a co-op of farmers. Great great family-owned farmers, um, about an hour outside of Minneapolis. So everything okay. is U.S. grown, um, non-GMO, if you're not familiar with the product. So we do, you know, kidney beans, pinto, garbanzo, um, pin, sorry, black bean, corn, peas, green beans, and mixed vegetables. Okay. And so we started with a local grocer called Jewel Asco, who's been a tremendous partner for us. Um, Jewel Osco is part of the Albertsons family, if you're not familiar uh, with that chain. So we started supplying them as we were also doing this WIC business. Okay. And, um, you know, it kind of it went like that for a couple of years. Um, and kind of what happened recently, if you've kind of been reading the news and, and folks who are really into USDA programs, uh, a new program called SNAP, EBT was introduced, right. um, excuse me, where, so now kind of what happened was is that these moms, these, these women didn't have to go to these WIC centers anymore. They could go to the local grocery store. And then especially in Chicago, 
over the last decade, the city has noticed, okay, hey, these are real food deserts. We got to get a store in here. So, you know, there's a Whole Foods now in some of these areas. There's a Jewel Osco Albertsons, Kroger, um, to kind of fulfill that need. And so a lot of the WIC business fell off in general because they, they're like, I don't need, I don't want to go to the WIC center. Right? I want to go to the grocery store like everybody else and, um, you know, feel like a normal shopper in that standpoint. So um, immediately we had to pivot, you know, as you can imagine, our whole, our whole business was kind of based on that contract. And, um, you know, what, what I kind of did is I came in, um, you know, when you're in a family business, you're kind of born into it. So I'd always been doing things here and there. I actually, uh, you know, I graduated from Loyola University, Chicago, and immediately went into um, uh, management uh, for Sony Red, uh, Sony's Chicago uh, music, music management division. And while I was doing that, I was also, you know, doing marketing for them and uh as my dad kind of went into retail, I started helping him market, right? You know, he's someone, you know, rest in peace, uh, didn't necessarily believe in the internet. You know, he was kind of slow, you know, yeah. real old school mentality, genius, um, just salesmen um, in, in, in business and operations, uh, but did not necessarily believe in social media and this whole online world. Yeah. So I came in and as you can imagine, when you're in retail, it's all about the brand. It's all about letting people know. And so we were kind of, you know, the last four or five years, we've been transitioning really from a government contract based company, you know, to retail. Okay. And so now, so, you know, a lot of folks in the city, they've been growing up on good foods and our baby food for the last 15, 20 years. Um, and if you if you come to the city, a lot of folks who you know are now in their adulthood or later, you know, 30s, 40s, even 50s, uh, if you ask them about good foods, they'll say, "Oh yeah, that's a government item. I used to get that at WIC." Mm. Um, but then there's a new age of folks who are like, "Oh, I, I had no idea that you guys were in the government aspect, and I just know about you guys at Kroger and, and Meyer and that's Walmart." <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I was you know very excited thank you for you know inviting us on here and um you know i'm glad to see you doing your thing on your podcast thank you. and i'm glad we were able to connect so yeah we we got into you know this uh julasco um about 200 stores and we were in there you know in the marianos too if you're in the chicago land which is the kroger division um for for chicago uh, it's called Mariano. So we were in Julasco and Mariano's for, for years, you know, and just maintaining that business as the WIC business kind of fell off. And so kind of what happened was um, another unfortunate couple of events. Uh, one we all know about COVID, uh, right. COVID hit. And so, you know, as you can imagine, beans and vegetables, uh, not the most appealing uh you know, we didn't re necessarily reinvent the wheel, but, you know, what's cool about these is that it's very healthy. So one thing we, we made sure of is our farmers, you know, they don't use any pesticides. Everything is all natural, non-GMO, no sugar added. Uh, the cans are even BPA free. We test everything, you know, annually. And, you know, what we kind of try to provide is a healthier option. So, you know, people who are not necessarily using cans before, kind of when the pandemic hit, 
Uh, as you remember, people started hoarding paper right. towels. Yes. <laughs> freaking out. There's apocalypse. Um, toilet paper, everything. So, you know, cans were right there. And we saw a, a dramatic boost in sales just within the stores we were at, just being yeah. in Julio Mariano's. And so from that point, I uh, kind of transitioned full time, uh, kind of quit my previous job with, with Sony and and came over uh, full time. Was like, you know, you know, my dad was definitely in his his older his older years, and so he basically said, "Look, you know, I, I could do this for a little bit longer, but hey, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to go down to Florida and retire and play golf all day." So right. we kind of had an agreement where he's like, "Listen, if you want to keep continuing to sell and, and and build this into the retail business, I'm here to support you, but uh, I'm not going to go make any calls." I'm done with that. I put in my time, right? Yeah. So it was kind of up to me and my sister to kind of keep this thing going. She's been doing a lot of the marketing as well. And uh, so when that pandemic hit, you know, um, another event kind of happened. Coincidentally, another unfortunate event uh, in the in the name of George Floyd. Mm. And so when George Floyd and that incident happened, Black Lives Matter happened. And from there, we saw a dramatic boost in just companies wanting to work with Black-owned products. Right. And, you know, if I'm talking too much, you got any questions, stop me. I feel like nope, I'm- Nope, this is all you. Line. We okay. want to hear the story. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, just tell me, keep quiet. But um, yeah, so when that George Floyd incident happened, we- you know, we kind of saw a, a, a lot of folks reaching out. Mm -hmm. And previously, as you can see in our cans, you know, we don't promote, you know, if you see this can on the shelf, you're not going to necessarily know it's African-American on it. We kind of made a point of that. And we got some new labels rolling out. Um, definitely stay tuned for that. But we made a point to not necessarily push that because, A, everyone eats beans and vegetables, right? It's, it's one of the oldest uh, plants, you know, from the beginning of time, right? It's biblical right. beans, corn. And so we never pushed it and we never needed to. Um, so a lot of people to this day, for sure, you know, just like, oh yeah, it's a wick item. You know, people remember, people get very, very surprised when they find out we're African-American owned. Mm. And um, basically what happened was is people reached out and they wanted us to tell that story. Right. So in the last two years, kind of where we grew our following is, is just people who respect that, you know, respect the story, understand that struggle. Um, and if you don't understand the struggle, you, you, you probably live in a different time zone and, 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 and world because uh, it's, it's very, it's very difficult for any small business, but right. And then, you know, with that, uh, pushing the Black-owned aspect, you know, you got to walk a fine line at all times because, you know, some people love it, they'll support it, jump up and down, and others are, hey, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to buy it again. Um, and, then you can, and then, you know, you got to respect every aspect. I, I'll even see sometimes where it's like, why can't you just say family-owned? You know, why do you have to say yeah. Black-owned? And me and my dad would go back and forth, like, don't put black owned on there. Stop telling everybody that. And, um, or, you know, you tell these people, but 
necessarily don't spread it, you know, and you have to, you have to really walk that line and, and figure out, you know, where it's going to benefit you or who needs to hear that. And so at a certain point, uh, you kind of turn unapologetically uh, black owned and, and, and we saw a great response from, from not just customers, but also the retailers, you know, um, people want to see that, you know, I think a lot of people like to see the underdog quote unquote. So, and, and again, some people don't. And so the, the stories that you see us in, uh, Jewel Asco, you know, Mariano's Kroger, Meyer Walmart's, um, Strack and Van Til in Indiana, shout out to the Strack family. They want to see that. They understand the story. They, they believe in, in what we're doing, you know, as a, as a mission-driven brand. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been working in our, in our favor the last, the last few years. Um, before this, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily have said that or pushed that. You wouldn't have seen it on our presentation deck. Definitely wouldn't have seen it on the cans. Um, but now more than ever, people want to know. You know, they want that transparency. And that's kind of what I uh, present to our retailers and our customers. Like, you know, back in the day, you could just cruise along, not speaking on issues um, and not saying anything is saying something. Right. Right. So uh, we've been able to kind of garner that and, uh, and use it to our advantage. And so, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, we're in about 200 stores. And uh, to this day, we're in, you know, We've progressed over about 600% growth uh, into about wow. over 3,000 stores. Wow. Uh, we're under 4,000 across the country. And continuing to grow with, you know, great support from people like you and your platform. Um, and just, you know, everybody tuned in, all, all our customers, everybody's been buying and, you know, sharing and continuing to support the movement. Yeah. And I will say um, there was a couple of pages that I follow that um, were promoting the brand because I didn't know that it was black owned. Um, so it was in Kroger here in Houston. And, sure. you know, you see foods and you see brands. And um, when everything came out, like about Aunt Jemima and all these things, like these are not black owned companies, but they use a black owned, you know, a black face. Um, right. Right. You kind of yeah. just now it's like kind of muddled. Like you don't know who who's the person in the back right. that owns these companies. So uh one of the pages, Target While Black, she started promoting it. Um, and then a friend of mine who is a vegan um have bought some products and then he was cooking a recipe, you know, with the brand. Um, and then I follow like a bunch of black owned business pages, just like generic, like support black business and that type yeah. of thing. Um, and they would repost like videos that you had on your Instagram. So um, just those things alone, like, you know, it's, it's good to see a black person in that space. Yes. Because it's not yeah. like a very big space, number one. And then to have like a black owned company um, that you can support that is better than these other companies, you know, it's refreshing. It's good. You know, we, we do want to know that you guys own this, like the face behind it. 
um, because we want to support, you know, whether you need our support or not, we're going to support. <laughs> oh, we need it. We need all the support we get. Um, shout, yeah, big shout out to Marissa over at Retail yeah. Wild Black slash Target Wild Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working with her to get into, get into Target and close this deal. We're in, we're in talks with, you know, every, every grocery store in the country kind of reached out. And, and our issue, just like anybody else right now, is especially in the food or any type of product, is yeah. shipping. Shipping yeah. is just uh, with inflation. So that that has been one of uh, the reasons because folks I, I get all the time, why aren't you out in California? Why aren't you in Florida? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you in Boston? Um, it's because it, it's insanely pricey to ship out there. Yeah. Uh, can't make any money. Can't make any profit. And, you know, cans are specifically in the grocery industry, one of the slimmest margins uh, as far as categories. So every little penny counts. Right. And um, but, you know, the cool thing is we are, um, you know, we are kind of in this Midwest, Southern, Southeast uh, market. Mm-hmm. So about as far as north as Wisconsin and, and as south as Galveston, Texas. Um, and I'm glad to hear you picked us up in Houston because yeah. that's, where, that's where our roots are in that Galveston, Houston area. All my oh, family. Cool. Yep. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we'll be down there for Thanksgiving. Um, my father, we just buried my father down in Galveston. So, okay. um, yeah, deep, deep roots in that area. But yeah, even then, whereas east is Virginia. Okay. So and everywhere in between. So um, stay tuned. You definitely want to be in Florida. And, and definitely out west. Um, as soon as these uh, shipping costs come down, I need to start a trucking company. Right. <laughs> guys are charging me. Yeah. So. I mean, you say that, but like there are a lot of people who do that for that reason, because not necessarily like a trucking company, but, you know, start things to kind of help their business on their own. Um, now, with the increase in the number of stores that y'all have been in, have you had issues with your supply or is it pretty consistent, steady um, for you? Yeah, we've been, if you ask, if you ask Jewel Asco here in Chicago, um, this is a quote. They, they said we were one of the best, most reliable suppliers during this pandemic, which wow. means a lot. Um, definitely yeah. one of the smaller companies on the shelf. So for them to say that, that let us know, hey, we were busting our tail to get them that product every day. You know, whether it was cutting different truckers loose, following up, just, mm-hmm. you know, tracking folks, where are you at? You know, truckers just showing up, leaving a minute later because the gate's not open. All types of nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, in the beginning, just like everybody else, of course, everyone had issues because we didn't know what was going on. You know, this this COVID hit and, you know, there was, this is before the first booster and all for the vaccination. Um, we had sold 25, we had sold all of our allocation within the first three months for the year. So, you know, every, each year we have to meet with our farmers, like, Hey, we think we're going to do this much in sales or we're going to do this much. Um, we need this much product. We're going to be expanding here. Can you do it? Can you not? What are you short on? So many intricacies that go into it, even as far as, um, just weather, you know, Uh, corn was short for a while. Uh, right now we're short on chickpeas relatively. So that's, that's been one. And then, and then the price goes up. Yeah. Um, 
even with the pandemic, there was a huge surge. I don't know if you saw this. People who were drinking and preferring their alcoholic beverages in, in, in cans. Mm. So the seltzers and a lot of these companies switched over. So that drove the price of our cans up. Ah, yeah. I Everyone have seen that. Actually, now that yeah. you say it, yeah. Yeah. So you see a lot of like um, brands transitioning to that. I don't know the science behind it, but I know that was driving our cost up. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we, we, we're, we're going to be rolling out some new items um, as well very soon. Um, but, you know, right now, like you said, you know, let's just, let's just be honest, you know, for in our community, for the most part, you don't see, especially in cans, right? I mean, you know, we took a page out of Glory Foods, mm-hmm. which is actually the first Black-owned uh, canning company. Right. And funny enough, um, you know, the guy who started that, my family is actually from Columbus. So, they, you know, Columbus and Texas, that kind of area, Ohio, Texas. We're actually neighbors with him. They actually, he actually asked my aunt and uncle to invest originally. Wow. And yeah, into the original Glory Foods in 1986. Yeah. They had no idea about cans and then you see what happens. So they're still mm-hmm. knocking their head over that one. But yeah, he, you know, they were cool because they, they kind of put, you know, black owned products in the forefront and they were pretty uh, out, out, out there about it. And, and what they did is kind of, they marketed, but you didn't necessarily see the words there. It was pretty much, it was underlying, right? You see, we see a lot of us that look like ourselves in an ad. We're like, okay, that's, that might be an African-American-owned company, right? You know, yeah. you know, so uh, we, you know, they're, and they're no longer black owned. I must say that because we do get that comment a lot. Well, what about Glory Foods? Well, they're not, they sold out and, and, and rightfully so, you know, yeah. I'll never say never. We've had a, a few people reach out over the years trying to partner, invest. Um, and you know, we're, you know, I can't say what the future holds, but I know right now, you know, good foods is definitely, definitely private family owned and we'll, we will continue to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all been doing a great job. I mean, for you to be in business since 2003 and now you're expanding and your reach is so much further now. Um, and your name to me from the pages that I follow is kind of like a staple. Like I follow a lot of cooking pages and vegan pages and. Um, wow. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. And you know, Instagram, like if you like something that has like a somebody's name or something, they just push out those videos to you. So that right. could be why I see a lot of you, them. You but keep saying that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, you know, um, in the short time that I've known about, the company yeah. um i've just seen it exponentially all yeah. over social media so yeah. um you know it's been great yeah no we've we've no there, there's a reason for that that's not coincidence uh that's not a coincidence we've been strategically trying to push online because that's where folks are yeah especially during the pandemic right i mean what do we touch our phone once every 10 minutes that probably you know that stat was in before the pandemic so it probably is increased every couple minutes, man. Right, morning. exactly. So it's like you got to be where the folks are. Um, yeah. Instagram specifically, it was, and that's and that's why you know me and my dad always talk. 
20 years ago, especially as, as a brand, you know, not as a government item contract uh, based product, but as a brand, I don't know if we could have existed as a private family owned company, just the cost of marketing was insane. You know, you yeah. have to, and, and originally when we started, um, we had to do a lot of that craziness, um, put up a, a lot of money for a big old billboard on the side of the highway, uh, TV ads, which were insanely expensive. Right. Uh, but as you know, these apps came along, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Instacart, mm-hmm. which has been great for us, so folks ordering, delivering, um, you know, it's underpriced attention. So, you know, now there's like, it's no excuse, you know, uh, if you got a brand or you got a product or an idea, you got to get out there and just push it. Yeah. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that you've been seeing us because we've been strategically trying to push and get into the right places where the right people are seeing us um, yeah. online. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from here, I mean, obviously, like I said, I've seen y'all all over social media. What is your ideal goal for Goody Foods in like the next five years? The next five years, uh, put me on the spot, but um, <laughs> no, you know, we're going to continue to grow. You know, like I said, I want to be in California. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of supporters. And you know, for us, um, not to really just keep hitting on the race aspect, but for us, you know, we really do sell in the suburban, higher educated, um, higher income areas. And that transcends race, whatever race you are. But right. we typically, if you look at our stores where good food is selling, it's like, you know, these are upper scale areas. Um, just because folks who are, you know, looking at the label, okay, you know, no sugar added, uh, relatively right. low sodium, um, and they care about what's in that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, you know, some of our competitors, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash online, but uh, I have before. No, but, you know, we'll, you'll see that there is a lot of things added. Um, yes. You know what? Right now I could go to my farmers. I go to our farmers right now and say, you know what? Can you just, just add all that sugar like everybody else does? And, you know, two things would happen. A, our price would go dramatically down. And then, and then you would see us on the shelf. Very low, lower price at a much lower price. Um, but then, you know, we wouldn't be WIC approved. We wouldn't be able to get certified. We wouldn't have that healthy aspect. Right. And especially in our community, in our communities in general, America, you know, whoever you are, um, the level of like diabetes mm-hmm. and cardiovascular diseases, you know, it's, it's been at an epidemic point. So that's kind of how we, we push our mission is like, you know, we're going to come in here with some convenient, affordable and healthy yeah. And so now, you know, like you said, you, you, your friend was vegan. Uh, we're hitting that the, the whole plant based vegan crowd. Uh, you know, you, some people don't want to sit around and cook beans all day. You know, it takes a minute. And yeah, you know, anybody, anybody who's tried ours, you'll know, you know, it tastes fresh. Um, the corn, if you haven't tried the corn yet, it's not, unfortunately. And I'm working with the Kroger buyer, don't worry. Uh, but the vegetables will be uh, down in those regions, Houston. Some of the southern regions were in Tennessee, Atlanta. Uh, I know folks have been asking about that. They only see the beans in some areas. Yeah. And it's uh, a lot of times it's not up to me. You know, I see I Tampa, Florida, not not in Tampa yet, but shout out to Tampa. Um, so, 
yeah, we're we're slowly. Um, I think we're going to be expanding out to the coast. I think that's that's number one. You know, get out, get out, get our brand everywhere. Um, and then from there, you know, we're going to definitely be diving into some 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 snacks. I'll I'll leave it at that. Oh, cool. Very keep it very general, but yeah, we do roll out. It's it's something that everyone eats. I think on the daily. I mean, um, so. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm open to taste test. You want to send me some samples? Oh, I'm going to send the party pack. You already know. <laughs> I'm going to send a full party pack, yeah. When we, but, when we go. you know, just what you were saying about the additives and canned foods, I will be 100% honest with you. I don't eat canned foods because of that. And then when Marissa posted um, about it, I went and I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay and then you compare it to the cans that are on the shelf and it's like okay right yes this is a good product you know what I mean it's not just another food and I will say this I am like very health conscious um and so what I've noticed personally companies that are black owned are very cognizant of what they put in their items whether it be food or cosmetics, um, but especially food and like partake and, you know, the cookie brand and some other companies that have food. Um, and I think it's because of what you said, like we have so many health issues in our families and in, because of our culture and how we eat that we are more health conscious about what we put in our bodies and our foods and stuff. So okay. I do appreciate the fact that you guys are clean and um, have great tasting food in a can, which is not, you know, statistically um, out there for us. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know there's a stigma and I, I get, I love that reaction. People, I, 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 I gave up canned foods, you know, when I was on Wicker. <laughs> You know, when I was growing up and when they tried, oh, this is, you know, the, the corn is crunchy like it came fresh off the cob, you know. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what we, we make a point to, you know, with our farmers when we're, you know, harvesting and, and cropping and figuring out, OK, what, what do we want to plant this season? Uh, what makes the most sense? Yeah. You know, and for us, you know, I, you mentioned a lot of those brands, um, you know, right for us, you know, I think this is an important point to mention is that we, you know, we're, this is bootstrap. You know, we, there's no, you see us in these thousands of stories, there's no private equity fund or yeah. firm, no VC venture capitalist, uh, no partner that came in and gave us any money. And shout out to anybody who gets that because, hey, we might need it sometime soon. But I think, you know, for us to get to this point without any backing, just a pride, just family. You know, yeah. you know, it's, you know, we had, we have two staff members that are not family wow. and everyone else is family. Yeah. That's um, great. And so I think that's what also kind of attracts people to this story is, uh, you know, we keep it in, keep it in house uh, for now. And yeah. uh, we were able to get to this point, you know, without any, no celebrity, you know, endorsement. Uh, Beyonce's watching. I love to send her some cans. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't get that, you know, this is like, going on Instagram and just hustling, posting, 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 sending it out to the right folks. Marissa, you know, at uh, Retail While Black, she's been amazing. And just, you know, awesome influencers and partners. Yeah. And I mean, this short period of time, you know, um, 
I think that you guys have done an amazing job using your social media. Um, and you. I honestly, I look forward to you expanding into other products and to other areas. Um, and, you know, just hearing your story um, because you did keep it in the family and you guys are flourishing as a black owned very white space. Um, yes. Congratulations yeah. with that on that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's, that's one of the, like I said, um, kind of to reiterate, you know, uh, and I, I love everybody that's doing their thing. You know, I encourage yeah. everybody, whatever, you know, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, can this is, this is, this is really difficult to gain, mm -hmm. you know, can space. Um, and so shout out to everyone that's doing, you know, the sauces and the syrups. Um, but I love to see us in spaces where I, where it's not common. Right. Exactly. You know? um, just whatever that may be from, you know, presidents to, you know, lawyers to, <laughs> right. You know, that, that really gets me excited. And so even with the slim margins that we're, we're doing, you know, um, this same, you know, just based on our sales last year, the same sales in a different category. I mean, it would be the the sale. It would be in, in, in dramatically different. Yeah. Um, but I think what you kind of said is just hearing comments like you just keeping us going. Like, hey, you know, we're kind of we're trying to own this. You know, we're we're trying to battle the big green giant, which yeah. is, you know, Goya Foods. Right. Uh, and, you know, Goya kind of made you make a decision, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic with, uh, you know, the guy in the office. So, you know, we're, we're slowly breaking into these markets and, and taking market share. And so with your support. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. And I thank you for coming up and um, sharing your story, your story. Love here. I know you guys want to hear the rest of this conversation. So click the link in my bio to head over to Instagram and check out the rest of the live. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's an N only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.